Welcome to episode one of Really For Real Again. My name is Victor, and from now on, we are going by first name basis, because if you're listening to this, we are friends. My first guest is Lacey Delane, volunteer and former leader of the Atlanta Yang Gang and former advanced team for the Andrew Yang campaign. So, have you ever seen the movie The Avengers, The Affinity War? There's a battle scene in there where the Black Panther and his tribe and all the heroes are on the battlefield waiting for the oncoming alien forces. And when the Black Panther gives the signal to, to charge, I think he says something like Wakanda forever. Everybody just runs and charges against the aliens. And then way in the back is Captain America. And he just blows past everybody. He does like the Usain Bolt and just beats everybody. And that's, that's how I think Lacey is. She is that person that would just want to be in the front lines rushing to where the action is. Since I come from a filmmaking background, I like to title this episode as if I was writing a screenplay to a movie. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, The Return. Hi, Atlanta. It's so great to be here. Last time I was here with a rally like this, there was a woman named Lacey who was the head of the Atlanta Yang Gang. Lacey, look how awesome she is. And now she's joined the team full time, uh, which is even better. And seeing that... Energy, it was awesome. I came here to Atlanta. How many of you were here at the first Atlanta rally? It was awesome. Yeah. So remember that, and that was all homegrown. We came in, uh, saw the incredible support here in Georgia, here in Atlanta, and said, no, I need to come back here. Lacey Delane, what's up? Hi, Victor, how are you? Man, thank you for being on this show. Um, this is my first episode. You are on episode number one. Really, I, for real, again. Yay! I'm that? honored. I am honored, man. This is a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to be on your podcast. Oh, man, it's so cool. And and, and I, I know that you were sick the last time we spoke. How are you mm -hmm. feeling right now? Doing much better. Doing much yeah. better. Um, I had I had the flu at the very end of the the campaign trail, and uh, and it was, was a long crazy. flu. It lasted that was a, a long while. This uh, is a like, not a weekend thing, and it was oh a god, time. it was a week. It was a week long, and this is a rough uh, year for for um, sickness, as we are all being <laughs> more and more aware now um, yeah. in the last couple of days. But um, I'm doing much better. I was diagnosed with walking pneumonia, so I really had to take it easy. And um, now I'm still in a position where I'm not like back to 100% yet, so, but I feel so much better. I have never heard of walking pneumonia. Can mm -hmm. you explain what that is for uh, people who are interested <laughs> in your life? <laughs> it, is a, it is a milder form of oh, pneumonia, basically. Okay. It just, the symptoms are not as severe, but they last longer. And so it takes longer for you to recover. Um, it's just a nuisance. That's basically what it is. <laughs> I mean, my, my biggest uh, symptom over the last couple of weeks has been just extreme fatigue. Um, and I, I've, you know, talked to other people who've been through this and they've said like, basically what's happened with them is the same thing that's been happening with me is it takes three to six, to eight to 10 weeks sometimes to recover fully from something like this. So you're just, you know, I guess the, the immune system gets knocked out pretty hard. Um, with wow. Yeah. Which is shocking because I'm young and 
active and you know yeah. we're all on the campaign and like play soccer all the time all yeah exactly yeah. so um so yeah so to to uh be honest it was definitely like what but we were uh we were definitely going hard on the campaign that's for sure that's great that's really good to hear mm -hmm. so since we're on the subject of viruses um i always like to talk about current events and right now the big word is coronavirus yep um I just like to get your thoughts on it. I mean, are we overreacting here in Atlanta? I mean, well, you know, what do you think? What do you, I mean, what are you doing to stay well, safe? Yeah, well, so so for me personally, I am technically still have a weakened immune system, so I have to uh, be extra careful. Oh I God. am That's taking right. even further precautions of um, you know really doing social distancing and keeping myself indoors and as much as I can for, for now. But I definitely have gone multiple directions on this from, you know, oh, I think people are overreacting to now today having read an article that does some math, that showed some math. And it looks to me as though we're gonna all put ourselves in a much better position if we decide to stay at home as much as possible, especially the, the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't know that our government is is as prepared as some other countries have been, and I don't know that we're even going to be able to do better than they have. And and what what's happened with them has been pretty catastrophic. So I'm I'm hopeful. I mean, if I w had a message to share to everyone on this, I would just say, stay home. It's not going to kill us to stay home. It could kill us to not stay home. Sure. Uh, it sucks. I am the the most of a people person that there is in the world. I love people, but I'm not willing to take this risk right now. And I'm hopeful that we will do as much as we can to, to limit the spread of this. And I think that's a one sure way to do it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I just heard today that, that schools are closing and, and on a weirdest thing I've ever heard, I've heard that toilet paper is running out. Mm -hmm. People are buying a lot of toilet. Can you imagine a world where we have no toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> That's some weird, weird stuff right there. I mean, thank God we live in Atlanta with a lot of trees. We're going to, I mean, now we have to what? Scrounge up tree, uh, leaves? <laughs> leaves <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I don't know. That's a great I mean, question. What's that going to look like if we run oh, out man. of toilet paper? <laughs> crazy times we're living right now. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, absolutely. um, so, okay, let's let's shift away from this. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be about good stuff. <laughs> yes, I, I will. I will preface this with: I am definitely feeling the the sadness of like what we're going through right now as a as a world, as a global community. And I'm I've been sad today. I got to be real. Like I've been so sad. Just like wow, we are in for some tough times ahead uh, in, in all likelihood. So I want to preface that, uh, you know, with our what's upcoming. And I think I'd be maybe a little more energetic and excited about everything on another day. But today was today's today's a tough day. Uh, you know, they yeah. canceled the MLS season today. They so many things are ca getting canceled. Schools are getting shut down. So there's a lot going on. Yep. Yeah, yep. Definitely. there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. So um, I like to start off with a Twitter question. Um, I sent a tweet asking people if they have any questions they want to ask Lacey, mm -hmm. um, go for it. So here's the first one. And this is from maybe underscore robots. 
And he is the first person to send me a question. So I gave mm -hmm. him unlimited questions. So I'm going to ask, oh, ask all three of his questions. You gave I'm a him man. unlimited questions? <laughs> I did, but I knew he was only going to ask three. I knew. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So even if he asked 100, I would have cut it off to three. But he asked exactly three. So all my right, guess is right. Here I am. Here we go. I'm and I'm ready. a man of my word. So I told him he gets unlimited. He got it. All so right. Here it is. Okay. Lacey Delane, would you rather fight 10 ducks? So, sorry, would you rather fight 10 duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Well, this is an easy one like one, one horse sized duck because it's one versus 10. Come on, it's easy. What? <laughs> that must be a scary thought to see a duck that huge. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it would be traumatic probably for people, but I would take that down in a heartbeat. Yeah, don't worry. Right. I would take care of everybody. Oh, man. Great question. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Is Andrew Yang good at answering riddles? Now, I don't know if you guys, like when you're on the road and you go on, you know, when this is, when you get the guys are not getting doing anything, you're at restaurants. Mm -hmm. Do you mm -hmm. guys tell jokes? Do you guys tell riddles? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think I have enough experience with him directly to know the answer to that. But the guy's brilliant. So I'm yeah. sure he is. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is a tough one when I read it, um, but hopefully you'll be able to answer it. Mm -hmm. If Donald Trump was a sphinx, and the key to implementing UBI was to answer one of his riddles. What riddle would Donald Trump ask? It's a hmm. tough one. Say it one more time. If Donald Trump was the Finx, mm -hmm. and the key to implementing UBI was to answer one of his riddles, what riddle would Donald Trump ask? I don't know what the riddle would be, but the answer would be Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, that's perfect i'll leave it at that that's that is the perfect answer thank you Stephen, for the oh, crazy question so there's going to be more so i'm just gonna <clears throat> side them in as we talk okay but um let's start with this um have you always lived in atlanta were you born and raised in atlanta yep i actually grew up in the suburbs west of atlanta um and was here through high school went to college in charlotte and lived in other places and um, have been back here in Atlanta for a few years now. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously you've, you're back now from mm -hmm. the trail, from the campaign trail. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the first thing you did when you got home? What was the first thing I did when I you got can remember. home? God, I just got in my bed. <laughs> you know, the last month of the campaign, we were, um, I left on December 29th. I came home one time between December 29th and when I came home after the end of the campaign. Um, so yeah, I was just like, my bed, my home, my apartment. And uh, and after I laid in my bed for a second, I cleaned up some stuff that, you know, like, just like, hey, I wanna, it was like nesting again. Like, this is my home again. So let me, you know, deep, deep clean some stuff. Nice, nice. Now, you mentioned that you were sick and you were staying home. I mean, were you even able to watch a movie? Did you read a book? Mm -hmm. um, were you able to do any of these fun stuff to unwind? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't feel the greatest for a while, but I, Netflix is not normally. Uh, oh, yeah, what, what are you watching right now? 
<laughs> well, I've watched a couple things. Um, I actually went back to an old series that I used to that I've watched before called Royal Pains. It's about a um, concierge doctor in in the Hamptons. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's a cute show. Yeah. Um, but I, I watched some stand up. The Pete Davidson stand up was really good. Um, I'm a I'm a like a you know documentary girl. Watched Expedition Happiness. That's a really good one. Um, and anything like with travel and that kind of thing, I'm super into. So. Uh, yeah, I've kind of just like been been all into that lately because what else can I be into when they're <laughs> definitely Netflix yeah. is always great for things like that if you're staying mm -hmm. home. Oh yeah. And I have a feeling Netflix stock is just gonna go up. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's right down right, right now. It's yep. down right now, but I don't know. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna go, go up pretty fast. Mm -hmm. So all the streaming services. Mm -hmm. So uh, here's a serious question. Are you ready? Okay. Who was Lacey before the Yang Gang, before Andrew Yang, before you even read The War on Normal People? Mm -hmm. Who was Lacey? I, I don't know what you're talking about. There Meaning was a Lacey? There was a Lacey, there was a Lacey before all that? <laughs> Meaning, Lacey. in other words, I'm trying to be philosophical. Meaning, what did yes. you do? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 for sure. I feel you. I feel you. No, that's a good question. I mean, I think we've all been so knee deep in all this. Uh, many of us have been knee deep in all this for a year now. Um, so that's a great question. The beautiful thing is, is that um, I was pretty happy with my life um, and I'm still happy with my life. But before I was actually working as a full time nanny um, for a family in just south of Atlanta with the farm and, um, you know, two two girls um, and, a, and a nice home. And so I was taking care of their home and taking care of their kids. Previously, I've been an educator, elementary educator. And so this was a great way to continue to get to work with kids and not have, um, you know, the role of a full-time teacher, you know, as well. So that was great. I was also playing soccer, uh, play soccer a couple times a week in a competitive co-ed league. And um, I was also going to the gym a couple times a week. Um, and, you know, one of the biggest emphasis emphases I had on my life at that before Yang was reading. Actually, I had major goals to, to read um, a certain amount of time a day, certain amount uh, per year. And honestly, if it wasn't for that, I really wouldn't have gotten so involved in Andrew Yang's campaign because some of the things that I've read basically are talking about how far we've gotten away from our humanity and valuing our humanity in our society and how we are just so focused on production and consumption and materialism. And that, I mean, it was just crazy because when Andrew came along, I was like, this is exactly what I've been reading. This is exactly what I've been reading for two years. Like, this is so what I believe in. Wow, that's incredible. I, I love it when a book does that for you. Me too. That, it's the best. that would inspire you to, to start a movement. <laughs> you Come know, on. not many books can do that. Um, mm -hmm. um, it's incredible. Um, I'm currently reading the book right now. I ha actually haven't finished yet, uh -huh. but um, I hope to get to the point where you got that mm -hmm. inspiration. And it's like, Lacey was right. This is the, this is what she probably read that, oh, that yeah. you know, brought her there. Just so, so, so yeah, I mean, like, so two things, like the book that I was reading a couple years before I found out about Andrew Yang, I, I got to plug who it is. It's, okay. his name is Eric Fromm and uh, he's a psychologist, psychoanalyst, but the books are that he wrote are, are to have or to be and um, the revolution of hope. And um, so those are a couple if people are interested, but yes, besides that, then I start reading Andrew's book. Wait till you get to the last chapter, dude. Just wait till you get to the last. It, it's, it's, 
incredible. I mean, it's incredibly inspiring. I mean, we all know how inspiring Andrew is already, I think, but right. but once you read through the 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 whole of that book and then you get to the point where you're at the last chapter I and mean, without giving anything away, it's incredibly inspiring. That's I mean, it was, it's moving. It really is. Yeah, I, I can't wait. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, here's a little bit of trivia. And this is something I really didn't know. I should have known because I've been, I think I've been with, like you, I've been with Alana Yangang for a long time, maybe since the beginning. I, I knew of Alana Yangang even before it was formed mm -hmm. uh, way back in, in um, probably November of 2018. Wow. When I first heard about Andrew Yang and I was looking to see if there was an Atlanta Yang Yang. There wasn't at the time. Okay. There was one in Savannah, but I was too lazy to drive two, three hours down there just to join a gang. You horrible person, you. I can't believe that. I can't believe right. you did not want to drive and, two hours. And because there. I didn't want to, I was too afraid to take the initiative to form one. I waited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the um, credit goes to a guy named Joshua. You yes, remember? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, he's the one that created Atlanta Yang Gang, not yep, you. You that were is just correct. like me and anybody else. You just joined. That is correct. You yep. went to you went to Andrew Yang's website. You probably typed in the zip code to look for a gang. Yeah. That's how you joined. That's correct. That's absolutely right. And actually, in fact, I reached out to him um, because when I joined, I wanted to go hold up the signs at the intersection here by my apartment. And um, and I reached out to him and he responded. He's like, oh, that's so cool. And we're happy to do that. And so, you know, the thing, uh, Josh was so awesome. He was also in um, law school, I believe, at the time. Yes. And I remember. Had, just had a newborn. So he was just not in a position to to, you know, to do a whole lot at that point. Um, and so I was like, hey, you know, like, I just want to go do this stuff and, you know, hold up the signs or whatever. And he's like, great. And then then the whole rally thing happened and I was like, Hey, I'm not trying to step on your toes. I'm just running. He's like, no, you are not. He's like, thank you. I'm glad. And so it, I, I definitely do get credited with starting the Atlanta Yang gang. Uh, I definitely didn't. And, um, but I, I would definitely say I was like the first one to be like, let's go do stuff, you know, to like, no, really that's definitely right. and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I don't ever remember us voting a leader. You just, took it. <laughs> I didn't even we, think we I was made you the leader without yeah. even asking you. Right. That's right. I mean, I mean it just, I was like, I'm, we're going to do some events. And I was the one that was like, let's do events. And then I just, and, did and it. I believe it was that sign that first event, that first, I think that is the first thing we did. Uh, yes. with you at that intersection that started yes. it all. That's right. That's what made you leader material. And when people saw that, cause there was only the three of you, right? There was only that's three right. of you. That's right. I'm I'm still in touch with Dennis, who was with me that day, and the other Dennis. guy, and 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 the other guy is Sam, um, and he ended up changing jobs very shortly after that. So he's been you know super busy, but but yeah, like I'm still in touch with Dennis. Uh, so it's cool, like the friendships that you that you make along the way, um, with all this stuff. But um, yeah, just 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 happened, man. Just happened, and that was cool. So I, I'm always curious about things like this, and maybe this is what makes me a little bit weird, but when you're standing at an intersection holding this sign, mm -hmm. was there any thought in your brain? I mean, did you think, man, am I, do I look silly? Or did you ever <laughs> think, oh, I wish a hundred people honked for me? <laughs> uh, so no, I mean, here's the deal. I listened to the last, I listened to the whole book 
the whole Avenger Yang's book, The War on Normal People. And I listened to the last chapter of the book and I was incredibly inspired, which once everybody hears that, I'm sure they'll understand. But I was like, at that point in time, it was a year, it was February of 2019. And the campaign was trying to get enough people to make a single donation so that Andrew could get on the debate stage. And in my head, I was like, okay, I definitely believe this is the guy we need to become our president. I didn't know how realistic that was, but I did know that it was very realistic to get him on the debate stage and get this basic income idea out there. And so what hit me after I listened to the end of the book was, what can I do? What can I effing do to help? And it was like, we have to get this guy's name out there. It's got it's exposure. You know, people just need to know who he is. And so in my head, I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, you know, hold, go hold up some signs at the intersection of Boulevard and Freedom Parkway. And, you know, people will see his name and be like, who are these people holding up? You know, what? Wow. Like, maybe I need to just Google this guy, you know? And, um, and you know, I had reached out to Carly, who, um, you know, was on the campaign in a very different capacity than she was at the end of the campaign at that time. And I was like, Hey, do you have any like signs or anything that I could use? And she said, we'll send you a, um, we'll send you a, a PDF of the, and you can just have them printed. And so I was like, okay, cool. So we go, we print, we go, Hey, you know, stand up. And I'm like, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks about me. This is not about me. And you know what else I thought while I was standing there, I was like, you know what? I'm sure Andrew has been laughed at a million times in this process of running for president. Like I can handle some people looking at me funny <laughs> because I'm standing here with, I don't care because you know what was more important to me? Somebody freaking figuring out who Andrew Yang was so we could move this platform forward. So no, I wasn't worried at all. I mean, I know a lot of people like maybe say that and they, whatever, but I, I just didn't give, I didn't care. It's like, this is, this is way more important than how do I look right now? That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. And I can mm -hmm. tell you that, that image of you holding the sign is probably one of the most memorable images of probably Atlanta Yang Gang history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that is our, that is the first event that happened. Mm -hmm. And it was from that. And throughout all that and all your efforts, volunteering and your hard work, you eventually got to work with Andrew Yang, which mm -hmm. brings me to this next Twitter question, which is a perfect transition. Okay. This is from, Advising POTUS 46. Okay. And I'm just going to read it as is. Um, I'm not going to worry about the, the tense. Okay. Ask her to tell us the story of how she officially joined the campaign. How did she transition from the fervent supporter and notable voice in the debate crowd to a traveling campaign member? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, so uh, how did this happen? Well, when uh, the campaign came in April um, to for a rally here in Atlanta of 2019, I really built a good relationship with the team, with Zach, with Carly, and we we kept in touch. And um, you know, as many people know, uh, I was at a couple of these debates, um, which was an incredible experience, and still got to see those folks as well. Um, while I was there, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with them, but but I got to see him and that was cool. Um, so I guess, you know, Zach knew all along that I was really working hard here in Atlanta. Um, and he, I, I really, 
I respect him so much because he is the kind of a person that is capable of really being able to see somebody for who they are and respecting and appreciating them for what they're doing, um, especially on behalf of, you know, what they were trying to do. So one of the most gracious people really that I've ever met him and Andrew both. But, um, but yeah, I mean, how did I, how did I do that? Well, I just reached out to Zach and I was like, Hey, I'm really thinking. So that you cold called him. No, 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 no. I didn't cold call him, but you know, I like, I texted him and we ended up having a phone conversation, but basically what I told him was like, Hey, do you think that I might be a good fit somewhere on the campaign? Uh, because, you know, I'm really seriously thinking about doing this full time because it's really, really, I believe like this is the most important thing we can be working towards right now. And the most important thing that I can spend my efforts on. Um, and so he's like, you know, let me talk to the team and run it past. He's like, we, we think you're amazing, Lacey, and, and we'll, we'll let you know. And he's like, you know, we'll be in touch. And so, you know, within a couple of weeks, uh, we had been back in touch and Shelby Summerfield, who d was the director of scheduling and events. I had actually worked with her in April on the rally. And so she is actually who I ended up, um, you know, working with and being interviewed by and working on the advance team with. That's great. So what, um, what was your title? I mean, did you have an official title? Mm -hmm. My official title was advanced team lead. Okay. So advanced mm -hmm. team lead. Wow. Which I don't, I, I don't really understand too much about what that actually means and why that's what they call it in politics, but it's basically event planner. That's basically what it is. And I assume you never had any political experience or any of that sort. No so way. you're, you're basically just thrown in to this day one. Did you even have any training or, or anything? Oh yeah. They absolutely trained us. I they mean, did. They oh, absolutely. Yeah. We had a, a, someone there helping us kind of like learn the ropes that had great experience as well. So actually I do remember you um, sending a couple of Twitter pictures of when you were in New York. I'm assuming that's when you were in training. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, okay. I do yeah, remember. it was awesome. But you know, at the same time, it was like, it was an, a skill that I already had. This is why it was, it was such a, uh, I think for all of us involved, Zach and Shelby and and I it was like, OK, this this makes sense because uh, that's you know what I what I did in April of, of 2019 is what I did, uh, you know, on steroids for, you know, from October till 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 February. So it was just a bunch of event planning, basically, um, and logistics. I mean, part of my job was. Um, working with the with the other event, uh, the, the advanced team lead folks to take care of whatever Andrew might need and checking him to into hotels um, and making sure that when they got there, they could just go on in and, um, you know, and getting him from point A to point B and having a plan for how he's going to enter an event, an exit event and, and that kind of thing. Wow, that's incredible. It was fun. I yeah, mean, it was I, so I much fun. Out, I bet. So mm -hmm. here's 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 the juice now of our okay. conversation and this is what i want to know and i bet you a lot of the other yang gangs mm -hmm. not just atlanta but mm -hmm. every yang gang mm -hmm. who who has been following you on twitter because you can't you went from volunteer to actually mm -hmm. working with andrew yang everybody mm -hmm. wants to know stories mm -hmm. so are there any anything on the road when you're traveling, you must have traveled a lot. I mean, is there anything you can share? Mm -hmm. It could be something that was expi uh, inspiring or it could be something that was funny mm -hmm. or something that just 
something that we don't know or what it's mm -hmm. like to be on a campaign trail doing mm -hmm. this for Andrew Yang. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe if you can share maybe two or three, I mean, I mean, that'd yeah. be great. So I have a couple uh, in mind. Um, number one, this is one I think that uh, everybody will appreciate and enjoy. And I don't think that, you know, I think it's totally fair for me to share. Uh, this is on my first trip to Iowa. I had never, ever been to Iowa, actually. And um, this was in November for the Liberty and Justice Dinner. Um, part of our role on the advance team was we kind of like switched around um, the responsibilities of driving the candidate. So the, on this particular night, the Liberty and Justice uh, Dinner in Iowa, um, I was actually driving. And so, you know, I was in there for the, uh, for the actual speech itself, which was amazing. And probably one of my all time favorites of his speech of his speeches it was really, really incredible. Um, and so I was tasked with driving them that night. So after the, the dinner was over, after he finished his speech, I headed down to go get the car. And then, uh, you know, we get in the car and I'm driving him back to the Airbnb where, um, he and Evelyn and the kids, actually the kids were on this trip, were staying. And it was so funny because Andrew was like looking at his phone and he goes like, I just keep getting these text messages from old friends who are like, Andrew, you did so good. That was such a great speech. And he goes, I'm thinking, what the heck are you doing watching C-SPAN? <laughs> C-SPAN. Because <laughs> that's the only place you could watch, you know, the Liberty Death. And, and we all just busted out laughing. Like, that's true. I mean, who would, who would exactly. broadcast that? Why? Why are you watching C-SPAN? Who watches C-SPAN? It was so, so funny. I was like, oh, my God, oh, this guy so is funny. so real. So, um, and then the other story I'll tell, uh, well, maybe I'll tell it one more after this one. But the other story I'll tell about Andrew specifically was... <clears throat> specifically in New Hampshire. It was a trip after the new year. Um, and I was uh, lead on that trip and planning like 12 or 13 events. Um, and it was like, it was an awesome trip. Uh, this is the trip that we started to really go into like the bigger venues. And so um, one of the requests I made of him was because we were setting him up on the stage for his address. And then we were setting up press risers, which is what the press sets up on to, to be sure they get a good view of Andrew over the audience. We were making sure that those two things were, you know, even so they could get that good shot. I asked him specifically to please, you know, stay on stage because that guy likes to move around and he doesn't like to be far away from people. He likes to be close to them and I get it. Uh, but I also knew that that might be a little bit of a challenge. So I asked him specifically, hey, could you just stay on stage at least for the first five minutes of your of your speech, um, if not the whole time? And then when you do Q&A, you know, do whatever you want. <clears throat> and so I kid you not, at every single venue, the whole time that he gave his stump speech, he was on the stage. There was not one time that he didn't do that. And I was like, wow, that is how you show somebody that you really respect and appreciate them. Wow. You know, he didn't have to do that. I know yeah. that it's, 
it's not a, it's not comfortable. And that guy did a million of those over the course of how many of these months and, and really years that he's been campaigning. And so that really was uh, affirming to, to me and made me know how much he appreciated me, respected me. And I told him that, how much I appreciated that. But it definitely stands out to me. I mean, you know, you think about a typical politician and this is just, you know, Andrew Yang embodies not what a typical politician is. And that's just one one example of that. Wow, what a story. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, um, okay, and then one last thing. I, this okay. is not a specific one, but but this is kind of how cool it was to be on the road. Um, so generally speaking, when we would finish up our days as an advanced team, uh, we ended up just like, nobody just like went to their room and went to bed, you know? <laughs> we, we all had dinner together. We hung out together. We really built a strong community and it felt really like a family, you know? It was like when you travel that closely with people for that long, it really does become like that. And so uh, I I just am I'm amazed and blown away by how collaborative, how um, supportive we really were. Like none of us were there to be like, I want to make the decision and this is about me and we're going to do it my way. It was like, how the heck do we do this and get this done? Cause we just need to get stuff done. So let's just do it. And nobody got mad at each other if we, they made a mistake or, you know, like it was just one of, no, it wasn't one of, it was the best work environments I've ever had the opportunity to, to be a part of. And that's and, great to hear. Cause I, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that, you know, someone like you as days go on or even weeks, new people would get hired and mm -hmm. would just get added. Yep. And yet there was always, I, I sense, and this is from me just looking at Twitter pictures and, and from not only your Twitter, but everybody else's, um, <clears throat> it seems everybody's just having fun. I mean, they, they all get along Yep. Um, and they just really like working with each other. And, and that's, I mean, rather that's from Andrew Yang's entrepreneur days that mm -hmm. he just brought to this political campaign. Mm -hmm. um, I can just see that people really just love working yes. for this campaign, for him and for this yes. campaign. So that's really good to hear. I, I uh, attribute it directly to the ability or or just the, the culture that Andrew and Zach, I mean, Zach totally plays a huge role in this too, but that the culture that they create in an organization it's, it's stellar. And uh, anyone who, you know, got the opportunity to work as closely with them, I think would, would agree with me. I know, I know the advanced team members that I worked with would agree with me on that. That's so great. So this brings me to uh, another Twitter question. Okay. So in your first story, you mentioned Iowa. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, from, I know what this one is. <laughs> this is from Lamon Arana. Uh -huh. And she asked, what's the best thing you ate in Iowa? <laughs> oh, what a good question. Iowa food. Iowa food. Iowa food. That's what I have to say. That's my answer. <laughs> oh, I mean, what, what no, do they no. have there? I mean, do they have like a, uh, it's, it's, like a Waffle House or something? <laughs> let me just say that I've been in states that have you know, better, more exciting, yummy options than, than Iowa. Let me say that. But I, I don't, I, I don't hate you, Iowa. Not, not terribly, not to the death. Uh, I did have, um, so there was a restaurant. 
I don't know, uh, some people may not know this about me, but I don't eat meat or dairy. And I've been doing that for like about three years now. So um, there was a Thai place in, in Iowa, in Des Moines. Close a to where- Thai place, you said? Thai place? Uh, yes, yes, wow. Thai food. Uh, name. It's, oh, I don't even remember right now. No, food. yes, I do. Cool Basil. That's what it was called. Cool Basil in Des Moines. And that place is great. Um, that always made me happy. And then there was an Indian place that was really good actually as well. So I did pretty good actually on food in Iowa. I didn't do pretty good on warm weather in Iowa. That, that didn't do very good on that. And we sure didn't do very good on turnout in Iowa, but we don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I'll be okay if I don't visit Iowa again. I'll just put it that way. That was a tough state, you know, that was tough. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go to another Twitter question because this seems to um, kind of fit into the next thing. Mm -hmm. uh, this is from Yanglican2020. What's up, Yanglican2020? I've, I've seen you on Twitter. I know you. <laughs> nice. Uh -huh. um, I'd like to know the pitfalls of the campaign. What did they learn, or you, and mm -hmm. how will it be different moving forward? Hmm. Well, I can't give you too much insight. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, Darn it. Like, that was the purpose of this podcast. Right? I know, I know. So I, um, it's flattering uh, that, that many people may think that I know a whole lot, but I actually, I don't. Um, yeah, I was, I was definitely close and closer than many supporters. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know all of the details of all that. And, and what I will say is that I know that Andrew and Zach and the team are the kind of people who are going to take what they can from this and learn from it and and make it better for 2024 i mean and i and i said this after the first debate i know everybody was really really like freaking out after the first debate and and i'm like you know what andrew yang is too smart of a guy to do this and and not learn from it and not know like you know there's something that i'm gonna have to adjust and do better so i don't know um particularly that there's a ton that i would even personally say um you know, we, we need to do this better. or This was horrible. Um, I think, I think one of the amazing strength, strengths of our campaign was that we are not, none of us really were people who've ever worked in politics before. And, you know, we're outsiders and that's what everybody loved about it. Um, and then at the same time, that can be challenging because we don't know how things typically go. I, I do think if a 2024 run happens, it's going to be a lot easier because a lot of things in life are about relationships and relationships with the media, relationships, um, you know, with other politicians and just knowing people is part of any business, any industry being successful in that. So I think we're going to start out in 2024. If that, if that run happens, I think we'll start out in a, in a way better place as far as that's concerned. And I think if anything contributed to, you know, the media blackout and, you know, um, some some things that maybe we could have done better. That's probably one of those areas. And um, all I can see is like just a bunch of good and opportunity um, in the future. Okay, great. Um, so I'm going to ask this last Twitter question because I mm -hmm. want to make sure I ask everybody's. Mm -hmm. and it's kind of related to the one I just asked. So if there's anything you can just add to. Um, you may have already answered this, but this is from Pup for Why. Okay. If she can time travel 
to the time she began her involvement with the Yang Gang and the mm -hmm. Yang campaign, mm -hmm. what would Lacey Delane do differently for the campaign? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, there's only one answer, and it's mostly a joke because I don't believe in regrets. I believe that um, you know, every one of us do we do the best we can in the moment, and there's always good in in what we choose to do. So there's always good that comes out of that. So that's how I look at my situation. But my my uh, my answer to that is <laughs> the debate <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> the Ohio debate was the first debate that I went to without uh, Tyrene. And um, and that was a rough debate to be Yang Scream at. Holy, holy crap. People were looking at me like I was insane. Whenever Andrew would say something and I'd be like, yeah, and clap, like just clapping, people looked at me like I was crazy. So <clears throat> if I could do anything different, I would scream louder and 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 not care more at that debate. That's what I would do. <laughs> so speaking of Tyrene, Mm -hmm. One of the great things about just being in a Yang gang is, is the friendships that you form. And you and Tyrene is probably one of the most iconic and most memorable friendships mm -hmm. that, were, that were ever formed in, mm -hmm. in the Yang gang. That's the Yang gang as a whole, not just Atlanta. How did you guys meet? Mm -hmm. I mean, did she come up to you in a bar or you came up to her in a bar? I mean, I, I mean, I'm always curious how you guys met and how did the screen team happen? Yeah, so that's such a good question. Um, I don't think that, I don't know that a lot of people know that we didn't know each other before uh, before the Yang campaign. Um, and we uh, met each other and saw each other on Twitter. Um, so we're just both, you know, became supporters of Andrew Yang around the same time. The crazy thing is that there was a tweet that really connected us for the first time um, and then, then there was a tweet, another tweet that connected us and really ultimately birthed Scream Team. So the tweet that connected us for the first time was someone who tweeted something about, a, you know, like a party a celebration once Andrew, you know, uh, became the president that we would just do this inauguration party and something about like, you know, who's up for, for beer and, you know, hanging out with Yang Gang. And I wrote and I was like, if there's beer in Yang Gang, I'm totally in, you know, I'm just joking and, you know, whatever. And so she responded to me on that tweet thread and said, it sounds like me and you would get along great. And she had like a gif of some beer or whatever. And then I was like, well, I think we might too. And so then um, actually Zach jumps in a little bit later on. I don't know how like much further down the road it was, but Zach jumped in and said, you know what, having met both of you, he's like, I think you're absolutely right. You guys would love each other. And he goes, why don't you guys come to Miami for the debate? Wow. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and that was the origin story of the Scream Team. That's the origin story of the Scream Team. Now, we didn't go to the debate in Miami because Tyrene was on a cruise and I was oh. not able to go. But we ended up going to the de debate in Detroit. Um, cause she said, you know, no, I can't. And I was like, well, what about Detroit in, in July? And so that's how that happened. And that's the first time we saw each other, uh, in Detroit. Oh, that's incredible. Isn't that I, I crazy? I would have never known that. I don't think yeah. I would, except for you and Tyreen and Zach. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And that's, you know, I, I don't know, like I credit the campaign for so many beautiful things in my life in the last year, but, uh, 
that's one of them. And it's so funny because she and I have become really, really close friends. And uh, I think that's, you know, the campaign is something that doesn't last forever, but friendship is something that can. And I agree. I'm so thankful for that. Like, it's really, really, really beautiful and really amazing. That's one of the main reasons why I was like, we're, you know, outside of, you know, getting people to know who Andrew Yang was, it's like, this is going to be great. This is like inherent community. Like, of course, I'm going to do Yang Yang stuff. Like, I'm going to get to meet a bunch of people and probably, probably smart people, probably with it people and, you know, get it because they're like, yeah, we need basic income. So um, yay for the friendships uh, and Yang Yang for sure. Oh, that's great. Maybe uh, a future episode, I can get Tyreen on here. Oh, I can get her side of the story of how you guys met and see if it matches. <laughs> That sounds good. I might be able to put in a good word for you. That'd be great. <laughs> people, so, man, people love her. And she's she's a nut, man. That girl is hilarious. She's so I, much fun. I, I believe you. Mm -hmm. So um, this is the point where I kind of get a little bit uh, intellectual. Um, okay. I come from a filmmaking background. So I always read and I always try to relate to everything I see as far as storytelling. I always like to relate it like in a movie. And I definitely saw you and your life, your your involvement as volunteer, and then to working with Yang in a campaign. I saw that as a as a hero's journey. And um, I like to read you a quote from a book, one of my favorite books. Um, it's called "The Hero with a Thousand Faces" by Joseph Campbell. Okay. And this is a quote that I think really fits your journey from doing this, and then now from returning home. So here it goes. The quote is, the usual hero adventure begins with someone from whom something has been taken or who feels there is something lacking in the normal experience available or permitted to the members of society. The person then takes off on a series of adventures beyond the ordinary, hmm. either to recover what has been lost or to discover some life-giving elixir. It's hmm. usually a cycle, a coming, and a returning. So what Joseph Campbell really saying here is, if you were to put this in a movie, this is like when Dorothy goes to Oz and she comes back to Kansas because there's no place like home. Or when Luke Skywalker blows up the Death Star and mm -hmm. he goes back to home base and gets a medal. Or kind of like a medieval knight who slays a dragon and comes back to win the princess. There's also another interpretation, and this is the one that I like, and then especially when I do, uh, when I, you know, to do a story, whether it be a short film or a movie, but this interpretation is that when a hero returns, he or she becomes a new person or a mm -hmm. new version of himself or herself. Mm -hmm. And it is either when she comes back, whether the society accepts her, the new self, or rejects her. And a perfect example I can give you is if you ever saw Hunger Games, Katniss Everdeen, she is the co-winner of the Hunger Games. But yet when she comes back, hmm. she is uncertain about her future and there's still more that she has to accomplish. The war still wages on. So even though she won, even though she has all these riches, mm -hmm. just, she comes back home still with a lot of work to do. Okay. So the future was not set for her. I mean, with your life, with your journey right now, and you're you're back home now. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Does that 
I mean, do you feel that's kind of you? Hmm. Um, well, I can definitely relate to um, the story and especially the the first part about, you know, having something taken away and then going on a journey to kind of remedy that, if you will. And, uh, you know, what I will say is that definitely happened to me. And it's really exactly why I became um, interested in politics. And as a result of becoming interested in politics, I was exposed to Andrew Yang. And, um, you know, basically, you know, long story short, had I had dated a guy who was here on an H-1B visa who um, ended up having to leave because of some changes under the current administration's laws about renewing visas. Um, and so it was very impactful to me to realize how much um, those <clears throat> law changes could really cause pain and uproot lives more than just an immigrant's life, uh, you know, how that affects all of us. And so in my head, I was like, you know, I realized that if I uh, don't do something and if we don't do something or try, definitely nothing's going to change. And so and whether or not what I did would make a difference at the end of the day, at least I could know that. I was doing everything in my power to to make a change. And that is empowering and that feels really good. And so with that in mind, I, you know, I ended up, uh, like I said, becoming active in politics and then finding about Andrew Yang and and knowing like, OK, it's time to to um, have some action. And then as far as like the the return and the end, you know, I think I definitely don't think that we're finished with what we're doing. Um, as a as a movement, you know, um, I think I personally am in a place of of like rest and refreshing right now with regards to all that. Um, and I think that those seasons can be really important in people's lives. Um, and I'm still, you know, yeah, I agree with that. You 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 change as a person when you go on some type of a journey like that. And so. Um, I think we don't always know how much we've changed until we step into the next season of our life. And um, I don't think I'll know that uh, as much. But what I will say is that one of the things that was highly impactful to me about this experience was how beautiful um, it was to be surrounded by really good people and really strong community. And it's something I think we're we're lacking a lot in this country is community. And so I think that's probably going to be an emphasis that I place on my life moving forward is making sure that I have that um, and I put myself in a position to have good community like life. You, you might think, well, it's easy to have good community. Actually, our lifestyles don't make it easy for us to have uh, a good community um, because it's all about the machine. It's all about, you know, going to work and coming home and and. And, and production and consumption. And so some things in life we have to be very intentional to bring about. And I think that's one of them in our society that we have to be intentional about. And that's, I think, how this journey will impact me personally outside of politics, outside of, you know, what is your next job kind of thing. Um, so hopefully that gives you a little bit of an answer. <laughs> that's a great answer. Is there anything you would like to say as far as words of encouragement? To, to to the Yang Gang, not only to the Atlanta Yang Gang, but I'm just going to make it whole to the entire Yang mm -hmm. Gang. Um, you've obviously been through a, a journey that's that's life-changing. This, this is probably one of the best 
the moments of your life that you'll always remember and you right. definitely learned a lot yes. of stuff um on the trail mm -hmm. um with all that is there anything that you can give us yang gang yeah as far as encouragement or hope or inspiration as we as we move forward mm -hmm. yeah for sure um i love encouraging people <clears throat> um so what i would say to the yang gang is uh this is this probably has not been a very easy time the last month um and it's understandable i mean we have all of us have invested so much uh, into the campaign. Um, we have so much passion about who Andrew Yang is and his platform and seeing those things become implemented. Um, so so first of all, I will, will recommend a book, which sounds like something I would do. It's called How to Survive the Loss of a Love. And it's like a little handbook basically for dealing with loss. It's a really, really good book. Um, so I would say number one, like don't, um, hesitate to use that resource and other resources at this time, because what we've been through has been really a difficult thing. I mean, we've really invested so much into this and we've, you know, in a, in a second and, and we were blindsided by it. I mean, nobody expected this to end as quickly as it did. So, um, give yourself some time and space to, to know like, okay, this is sad and heal and, and know it's okay to be sad, you know? Um, and, and if you need some downtime, take it. Uh, this movement is not going anywhere. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, you can always donate to Humanity Forward if you can't, you know, do things uh, in person or if you just need to take a breather. Um, so I'd say that. And then I would also say that, um, you know, I think that there were some people that were disappointed that Yang endorsed Biden or maybe confused by that. Um, and I think that that is a, there's a lot of different people in the Yang gang. I get it. I totally get it. Um, but what I would say to that is, you know, at the end of the day, now we don't get to have our pick anymore, you know, as far as who our uh, candidate is. We've, we've been through that and, and then the numbers spoke and we did an immense amount uh, of work in the last year, two years. It's incredible and it should be applauded the way that we've put uh, basic income in the public conversation. And that's not just Andrew, that's all of us. It doesn't happen with just Andrew, it happens with all of us. So so that's something to be proud of. Um, but, uh, you know, I understand the, the confusion, but we are not in a place where we get to pick anymore. And uh, what we need to do is decide whether we wanna see Don Donald Trump um, you know, not be in office anymore after this year, if we want to see a new president. And if we do, our, our uh, energy is so best utilized in coming behind the Democratic nominee. Obviously, it's not the one we wanted. And obviously, it's very different than what we wanted. But um, we're, we're, we don't have that luxury right now. Uh, so I think what I would say is I understand everybody feeling upset or frustrated or confused. And you know, I'd say just like take a deep breath, feel your feelings uh, and, you know, let's let's get together and, and vote blue in November so that so that we can have some much needed change. And I believe, actually, that um, if there was going to be any any candidate that was going to be picked as the 
as the um, as the candidate or as the nominee. Um, <clears throat> he's a good one for favorability towards Yang. And that's been something that's been happening for a while now. So if there's any nominee that we have a good chance of Andrew becoming involved and really having a chance to like influence and make a difference, uh, it's this one. So I, in a lot of ways, I don't see this as a negative at all. I actually see a, a lot of positive in it. So be encouraged that what we've done is amazing. Um, under, let yourself be sad because it's sad. And when you're ready, let's get go at it again because we're not done yet. And I really believe we're going to see basic income implemented in the next five to 10 years. Man, what a perspective. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So um, as we end this conversation, I'm just going to say two words. And I just want you to give me one word. Okay. You ready? Yep. Humanity forward. Future. And that is it. I'd like to thank Lacey Delane again for being the first guest of this podcast. Um, there are some other people I'd like to thank. Andrew Yang for giving me something to do. Atlanta Yang Gang, especially to Max and Daniel for giving me advice on how to go about this. I actually knew nothing about doing this podcast, so they both gave me some great advice in both the creative and also business part of this. To all the Yang Gang, what's up? And also to the leadership team of the Atlanta Yang Gang. You're all a bunch of creative and funniest people I've ever met. And I hope that in the future, we can always collaborate and do things together. Until next time, stay safe.